it's Adas, and today I want to talk about a nation of storytellers. This is from Parshat Kitavo, as written by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Howard Gardner, professor of education and psychology at Harvard University, is one of the greatest minds of our time. He is best known for the theory of multiple intelligences, the idea that there is not one thing that can be measured and defined as intelligence, but many different facets. One dimension of the dignity of difference. Has also written many books on leadership and creativity, including one in particular, Leading Minds, that is important in understanding Parshat Ki Tavo. Gardner's argument is that what makes a leader is the ability to tell a particular kind of story one that explains ourselves to ourselves and gives power and resonance to a collective vision. So Churchill told the story of Britain's indomitable courage in the fight for freedom. Gandhi spoke about the dignity of India and nonviolent protest. Margaret Thatcher talked about the importance of the individual against an ever encroaching state. Martin Luther King Jr. told of how a great nation is colorblind. Story gives the group a shared identity and sense of purpose. Philosopher Lasder McIntyre has also emphasized the importance of narrative to the moral life. Man, he writes, is in his actions and practice as well as in his fictions, essentially a storytelling animal. It is through narrative that we begin to learn who we are and how we are called on to behave. Deprive children of stories and you leave them unscripted, anxious stutterers in their actions as in their words. To know who we are is in large part to understand the story of stories that we are a part of. The great questions, who are we? Why are we here? What is our task? Are best answered by telling a story. As Barbara Hardy put it, we dream in narrative, daydream in narrative, remember, anticipate, hope, despair, believe, doubt, plan, revise, criticize, Construct, gossip, learn, hate, and love by narrative. This is fundamental to understanding why Torah is the kind of book it is, not a theological treatise or a metaphysical system, but a series of interlinked stories extended over time from Abraham and Sarah's journey from Mesopotamia to Moses's and the Israelites' wanderings in the desert. Judaism is less about truth as system than about truth as story. And we are a part of that story. That is what it is to be a Jew. A large part of what Moses is doing in the book of Deuteronomy is retelling that story to the next generation, reminding them of what God did for their parents and of some of the mistakes their parents made. Moses, as well as being the great liberator, is the supreme storyteller.
Yet what he does in Parshat Kitavo extends way beyond this. He tells the people that when they enter, conquer, and settle the land, they must bring the first ripened fruits to the central sanctuary, the temple, as a way to give thanks to God. A Mishnah in Bikurim 3.3 describes the joyous scene as people converged on Jerusalem from across the country, bringing the first fruits to the accompaniment of music and celebration. Merely bringing the fruits, though, was not enough. Each person had to make a declaration. That declaration became one of the best-known passages in the Torah because in post-biblical times, it became a central element of the Haggadah on Seder night. My father was a wandering Armenian, and he went down into Egypt and lived there, few in number, there becoming a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians ill-treated us and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. Deuteronomy 26, 5-8 through Here for the first time, the retelling of the nation's history becomes an obligation for every citizen of the nation. In this act, known as Vidui Bikurim, the confession made over first fruits, Jews were commanded, as it were, to become a nation of storytellers. This is a remarkable development. Yosef Hayim Yerushalayimi tells us, only in Israel and nowhere else is the injunction to remember felt is a religious imperative to an entire people. Time and again, throughout Deuteronomy, comes the command to remember. Vizoker. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt. Remember what Amalek did to you. Remember what God did to Miriam. Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you your elders, and they will explain to you. The Vidui Bikurim is more than this. It is compressed into the shortest possible space, the entire history of the nation in summary form. In a few short sentences we have here, the patriarchal origins in Mesopotamia, the emergence of the Hebrew nation in the midst of history, rather in the mythic prehistory slavery in Egypt and liberation therefrom, the climatic acquisition of the land of Israel and throughout, the acknowledgement of God as Lord of history. In a few short sentences we have here, the patriarchal origins in Mesopotamia, the emergence of the Hebrew nation in the midst of history rather than in mythic prehistory, slavery in Egypt and liberation therefrom, the climatic acquisition of the land of Israel, and throughout the acknowledgement of God as the Lord of history. We should note here an important nuance. Jews were the first people to find God in history. 
they were the first to think in historical terms of time as an arena of change, as opposed to cyclical time in which the seasons rotate, people are born and die, but nothing really changes. Jews were the first people to write history. Many centuries before Herodotus and Thucydides, often wrongly described as the first historians. Yet biblical Hebrew has no word that means history. The closest equivalent is Devrai Hayamim, Chronicles. Instead, it uses the root Zachor, meaning remember. There is a fundamental difference between history and memory. History is his story an account of events that happened sometime else to someone else. Memory is my story. It is the past internalized and made part of my identity. That is what the Mishnah in Pesachim means when it says, each person must see himself as if he went out to Egypt. Throughout Deuteronomy, Moses warns the people no less than 14 times not to forget. If they forget the past, they will lose their identity and sense of direction and disaster will follow. Moreover, not only are the people commanded to remember, they are also commanded to pass the memory down to their children. This entire phenomenon represents a remarkable cluster of ideas about identity as a matter of collective memory about the ritual retelling of the nation's story, and above all, about the fact that every one of us is a guardian of that story and memory. It is not the leader alone or some elite who are trained to recall the past, but every one of us. This, too, is an aspect of the devotion and democratization of leadership that we find throughout Judaism as a way of life. The great leaders tell the story of the group, but the greatest of leaders, Moses, taught the group to become a nation of storytellers. You can see the power of this idea today. As Rabbi Sachs points out in his book, The Home We Build Together. If you visit the Presidential Memorial in Washington, you see that each carries an inscription taken from their words. Jefferson's, we hold these truths to be self-evident in the Declaration of Independence. Roosevelt's, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Lincoln's, Gettysburg's Address and the Second Inauguration Address with malice towards none with charity for all. Each memorial tells a story. London has no equivalent. It contains many memorials and statues, each with a brief inscription stating who it represents. But there are no speeches or quotations. There is no story. Even the memorial to Churchill, whose speeches rival Lincoln's in power, carries only one word, Churchill. America has a national story because it is a society based on the idea of covenant. Narrative is at the heart of covenantal politics because 
it locates national identity in a set of historic events. The memory of those events evokes the values for which those who came before us fought and of which we are the guardians. A covenantal narrative is always inclusive. The property of all its citizens, newcomers, as well as the native born. It says to everyone, regardless of class or creed, this is who we are. It creates a sense of common identity that transcends other identities. That is why, for example, Martin Luther King Jr. was able to use it to such effect in some of his greatest speeches. He was telling his fellow African-Americans to see themselves as an equal part of the nation. At the same time, he was telling white Americans to honor their commitment to the Declaration of Independence and its statement that all men are created equal. England does not have that same kind of national narrative because it is not based on covenant, but on hierarchy and tradition. England, writes Roger Scruton, was not a nation or a creed or a language or a state, but a home. Things at home don't need an explanation. They are there because they are there. England historically was a class-based society in which there were the ruling elites who governed on behalf of the nation as a whole. America founded by Puritans who saw themselves as a new Israel bound by covenant was not a society of rulers and ruled, but rather one of collective responsibility. Hence the phrase central to American politics, but never used in English politics, we the people. By making the Israelites a nation of storytellers, Moses helped turn them into a people bound by collective responsibility to one another, to the past and future, and to God. By framing a narrative that successive generations would make their own and teach their children, Moses turned Jews into a nation of leaders. And this is the history of the nation of storytellers. Thanks so much for listening. And I want you to become a storyteller. What's your story? Tell it. Share it. Encourage others to tell their story. Because the truth is in the story. And if you really want to get the truth out, tell the story. This is Adas signing out. Shabbat Shalom.